Potato, potato, thumbs podcast. Potato, potato, thumbs podcast. It's Fluffy and the Admiral playing with their fingers and their nips. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 315 of Potato Thumbs Podcast. I am Fluffy Fingers MD. With me today, we have in his Witcher hat, looking extra smart, Admiral Nips. Hello, how's it going? Is it is it regular smart or am I on? Are, are you extra smart? Did you take like the little pills that make you smarter today? I'm pretty average smart today. Not doing anything too special. I tried, man. I tried. Yeah. I appreciate that from you, but no, I. Uh, it's been a day. We've had a whole bunch of stuff. We're going on vacation next week, so it was a whole bunch of time with the family planning on. Uh, we were back at the farm, making sure everyone was doing the right stuff and all that. Uh, are you going? You're going up north, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Awesome. Um, and then all the way, we have two new people with us today. So uh, from across the pond. Coming straight from the Netherlands, uh, we have Eden. Eden, how are you doing today, man? Hello, everyone. I'm doing great. I appreciate well, you uh, for having me. Yeah, I'm glad that this worked out, man. I, I'm I haven't been home a lot of weekends, so I'm glad that I was home this weekend um, and we could make this work out. One of the benefits of being on call, right? Can't go anywhere. <laughs> get to do this. Uh, um, and then also. Uh, and, you know, I really have no idea where you're at. <laughs> we have Dr. <laughs> Meme Machine with us today. Uh, how are you doing, man? everyone. I'm doing well. I'm over in the, the bright and sunny seventh layer of hell known as Arizona, where it's about Ooh. 115 today for yeah. the 15th day in a row. So staying indoors and staying cool to the best of our ability. So uh, you're not walking around barefoot on the blacktop is what you're saying? You know, I used to do that for fun, but... Uh, my parents told me that wasn't the best idea, so I stopped. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, skin grows back. Like it's yeah, not that hey, big of a deal, right? Calluses, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't imagine like like running a gaming PC even with the AC on. Like you're running the gaming PC like in a room hot. when it's that hot out. Yeah, like it's it's gotta still be hot, man. It's definitely made me think about making like a, a custom water cool loop for my next PC. Just yeah. to make oh, no, it you're my air cooled as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm air cooled with a old uh or what AMD GPU and uh old AMD processor. So both of them are like running as hot as they can to <laughs> heat up my room and crank up that AC bill. I uh I actually um took my the current PC I'm on. Uh spoiler alert, uh last podcast I said this would be the last podcast on this PC. Still recording on that PC right now. Uh but I took it apart um because I had I had done my my build stuff this weekend and it it didn't go as planned. Um but I did need to reapply thermal paste to my current one. Uh, so I took off the air cooler and put all put on new fresh thermal paste and put it back together because it had been five years <laughs> since I <laughs> initially with the build. Uh, but the good news is I didn't mess it up. So uh, I do appreciate that. But it was interesting because um, 
the new the new PC is a liquid cool build, and the one I'm currently on recording is air cooled. And just even looking at like the difference in components and and how they mount and how everything works was it was kind of cool um, to see because it had been a minute That's since I had cool. taken this other one apart. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, enough about me. Um, so both of you guys I know from Legos Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're both pretty pretty active. Um, you both seem to have a wealth of knowledge about the game. Like, there's there's people that I mean, is understand. it knowledge or is it just opinions? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, no. I feel like you know. I feel like there's like a, a a portion of the community that understands like the game basics, and then there's like the next level that really like you can tell them something. And then, like, it's like that meme where all the math problems are, like, scrolling through <laughs> someone's head. And you're yeah, like, I think, I think that this build would work with this if this gun had this perk and I was up in the air doing this. And it's it's cool to see it, like, all break down when people ask questions and stuff. And I feel like you two have, a, a, like, a, a really good knowledge, but also, like, you really seem to work well together, too, when, like, people are asking questions and, like, discussing builds and stuff. So that's kind of, it's kind of cool to see. And yeah, um, it's nice. Eden doesn't get in my way very often. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is I should be blocking you more often. Hey. All the time, apparently. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. I'm, no, it's We awesome can make that happen, yeah. So, I mean... I, I, Built is something I love, though. Like it's it's what I love in this game. It's what I do the whole time when mm-hmm. I'm online, just trying to come up with new stuff. And that's just where all my knowledge comes from. Just experimenting, building. Yeah, there's a creativity aspect of it where, like the game, albeit I, I would argue had more depth before the mod reworks and 3.0 subclasses. Um, the game has so much depth to it with all of these super unique interactions that like actually feel good and sound good to play with that a lot of games don't touch on or don't provide other than like Warframe, I guess. But that's a whole different beast in itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've d- I dabbled in Warframe and it, it's how I taught myself how to use M&K, but um, my co-host Admiral oh, Nips really? here... <laughs> Yeah, Admiral Nips really like dove into Warframe for quite a while. So, yeah, but that was like four versions of Warframe ago. The game today is <laughs> nothing like the game that we played. Besides the fact that I still run into door frames whenever I try to fly through them. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. But uh, uh, yeah, that was that was really fun building that out in that game. But I can see the resemblance between that and Destiny in terms of just the. The general theory crafting of it all, not yeah, necessarily there's theory to it. Yeah, not necessarily how deep or how like you that out, but that thinking about how you want to do your build and then going about collecting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So just so the listeners to have some sort of idea of where where you guys stand with the game. Um. So, um. Dr. Mean Machine, what do you typically play? Like, what does your typical week in Destiny look like? Like, where are you going? Where are you spending your time? What What's fun I... for you? So, my background with Destiny is, like, I do day one raids. I do, like, all of the solo pinnacle activities. Um, 
but I don't casually play those activities. Like I'm not doing dungeons every week. I'm not doing raids every week. Like mm-hmm. I've been playing Destiny since it came out back in 2013. Like I remember doing Vault of Glass. I have the little uh, Memento flashback cards that they did, where it was all the hand-drawn uh, images of like, here's your first achievement. Oh yeah. Like those. Uh, with like Vault of Glass being like January 27th of 2013 or whatever it was. And like I've played so many iterations of Destiny where it's just the the core main content is so repetitive now. It feels like where all I do when I log on is just go and play competitive PvP. Because yeah. at least it's like different and I can make different builds and try different things. But with PvE, there's so much of it where it's like, okay, now I can push over this GM 30 seconds quicker. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. We're like, the the only real activities come with like day one raids and having a group for that and like doing solo dungeons. Like the most recent dungeon. Uh, I know I'm taking up a little bit of time. No, 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 you're fine. We have no schedules here. (laughs) The Ghost of the Deep, I feel like, was actually one of the more credible solo flawless dungeons in terms of like the the lists that they have now were like um what was the the one of Keitel? uh that one was pretty tough uh duality like, yeah duality duality is yeah. pretty tough i feel like this one's harder to do solo because of the damage checks and how long it is mm. it's like a marathon getting through that it took me like an hour and a half um after practicing for like a week or two and memorizing all the symbols and every encounter and figuring out how to do it flawlessly. I know I cheesed it with doing solar Titan and hammers and synthoseps, but you know, it's still, it still counted. Still counts. I still got it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, still like, I mean, there's part of yeah, it, right? Going yeah, in no with ch- the right build. Yeah, that's, I agree. I agree with Eden a hundred percent, man. Like if you have the right build and the right tools, it's not cheating. You're just making the most educated decision. Right. I mean, if it's yeah, a, I, even if it's a bug that like you get extra damage with it, that still is fine. Like for me, it's like, hey, there's a spot that you can like for me a cheese. If is like, mm-hmm. hey, there's a spot that the enemy can't shoot you from, and you can shoot them from, and you can just hide like underneath the stairs in that one. Uh, what the oh, hell was that? The uh, final mission when you're fighting Kalos. Yeah, that type of stuff. Uh, that feels like a cheese necessary. Uh, Hey, we screwed up on our playthrough of the campaign. (laughs) (laughs) We screwed up on the build and it's doing more damage than we wanted to. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, when you fix it, I'll figure out what I want to do next. But for right now, I'm going to use it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was going to finish the the dungeon thought with, I feel like the most difficult dungeons uh, prophecy back in the day, like season 13, 14, before we really had like super strong artifact Mm-hmm. mods and all of the new power with the late 3.0 subclasses and all that stuff that one was also really tough and getting the little easter or the bunny shell was like one of my favorite things that i got in the uh circle title if you know what it is you know but that one i also ran for a long time as well but now i just run the uh day one what, what's this one vow because i feel like it's one of the cooler ones in the game Vow, yeah, Vow is great. I, I feel you on that too. I love 
I love PvP because it is always changing and mm-hmm. who you're going to play and what they're playing and what they're using. Although there's always the meta, there's there's also <laughs> the archetype mortal PK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's going to be people that like surprise you too, and that's that's where it can be fun. Um, yeah. Uh, and then um, Eden, same question, like just so people understand, like your approach to Destiny, like what do you do? It depends on the seasons and how bored I am. Like if I if I look at my vault and I look at my dungeon completions, I have more than six hundred, almost seven hundred completions of pit, and that's purely okay. because I've been armor farming the boss over and over and mm. over again, just so I can have the perfect stat splits on my builds. Okay, that's yeah. that, that's what I've been grinding. Like every single dungeon, when there's good artifice drops, I'll be there. There's like good weapons in GMs. I will literally spend my week there. <laughs> but like normal day-to-day work, I'll just be playing PvP, doing comp, waiting until Friday, and then jumping into trials. Yep. And then um, I should ask too, just so people understand, uh, do you guys play all three characters? Do you feel like you main one character more than others for PvP? Uh, is it different for PvE? Like where are you where are you at that was that way? Um, we'll start with Eden. For me, it's what build I enjoy the most that got okay. placed the most. So this current season, I've been doing a lot of Warlock because I had a really amazing build for that on Arc. And Titan didn't see any use because I didn't want to be like that other Titan running Immortal, Arc, <laughs> Cloud Strike. Calling the mountains Yeah, All right. you know who you are. You know who you are. I didn't want to be that. It sounds like I'm sitting there listening to Ghost and uh, Mark play and complain about Immortals and Dark Titans all night. I I don't mind it, but it's it's just not for me, right? Yeah. Like I, I I can see that people want to get the easy, easy builds going and just get the wins, but I want to enjoy my time while doing it. So I just want something unique, something that I can put my full thought in and get something going. I'm, I always yeah. play the most meta of meta builds. Mm-hmm. I really, I really, um, I really am enjoying Warlock too this season. I, I will say, like, I've been trying to get uh, certain roles on the sniper, so I have been playing all three characters every week that I can. And when I do play my three games on Titan, it's a hundred percent occluded finality. Um, immortal and and PKs because it's like I got three games. Yeah, I got three games. We're just gonna play it and then I'm going back to my warlock. Like I can be a scumbag for three games. Uh, well, if you're not but, doing it, at least your opponents are doing it as well. So yeah. Like. But I will say, like, like Eden, you help me. You help me rethink my um, my arc warlock build. And it, God, is that fun, man? Um, I I just love the being able to be amplified and like especially running like I I prefer to run um burden and exalted truth like, really quick even for those who don't know it's a getaway artist build yeah, yeah. seasonal artifacts in season twenty one and uh, it's just like the 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 increased slide factor is much like the stasis titan right where you can just you can you can go one way and then you're so fast to like be able to flip around to the other approach on the map or the other corner that they're still looking the wrong direction and you can just slide out and like voop them and 
Um, God, that build is so much fun. I, I just, I love the mobility of it. Yeah, I love it as well. And like when like Arc 3.0 got first released, everyone started hating on Amplified because it always like switches up your movement speed and whatever. Like I can, I can, I can get that. But yeah. when you can get it from the start. It's so good. Yeah, that I, I think the on-demand Amplified really. Once I learned how to play that, that's really when it unlocked the fun of that build for me. Um, and it's see, it's like almost always up, dude. That's a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially with the uh, artifact mod that gives you what? What is it? Uh, lightning strikes twice, where you consume your nade, and then you have like five hundred percent nade regen for ten seconds or whatever it's it is. Five seconds, yeah. Five yeah. seconds. You get like a quarter of your nade back. <laughs> yeah, insane. and then there's also like the damage. Uh, yep. Uh, fragment the or whatever. Of recharge. So- yeah, so if you get damaged, you're also recharging your grenade faster. <laughs> it's great. Well, you see those pesky titan shields at the end of the round? You want to stand in those. You get oh. to critical hell, and you just milk out the grenade to recharge. That's a really smart idea. Yep, you make the other team feed you like a quarter of your nade at the end of the round. Yep. Oh, that's a really good idea. Um, okay, so uh, meme. What are you? What what are you ro- rocking this season, or what are you? What are you doing? I was a dirty, stompy hunter main until season fourteen when Stasis came out. Like my my original character, I used to only play one character. Um, my original character was this awoken blue awoken hunter with this orange bowl cut. Where I was like, hee hee hoo hoo, this is funny as a fourteen year old, not realizing <laughs> that we have the same character for uh, almost a decade now so you know it's always keep helmet on with him um but <laughs> when season 14 came around with the stasis stuff i was like you know what i'm gonna make a warlock and a titan because i've tried in the past but i just never really took the time to develop them and so now i have warlock probably has been my main for the last several seasons and i play titan occasionally but now this last season i've been experimenting a lot more with uh stasis titan excuse me um i really like movement shooters and that ability to like just stay on the move and fly and just out skill your opponent basically without using cheese like Arctine. but uh <laughs> for a long time i was doing like top tree dawn uh with no time and floating that, around that isn't cheesy at all it, it, so it, everyone it's like... so it's such a point and click simulator it's so boring i got fifteen thousand <laughs> kills on my no time and then said all right i need to i need to do something else so uh recently one of my favorite builds is pk stasis titan with uh, Shairas, and it's the only SMG that gets this combo of moving target and elemental capacitor, where with stasis ECAP, moving target, PKs, uh, you get down to 1.5% ADS stray speed reduction. So you're basically ADS strafing back and forth at full movement speed at 10 mobility on PK stasis. And you're you can just fly at people, especially when you're like skating, and being able to use the melee uh, just continuously and all that stuff. Like it's definitely, I think, the most fun I've had in this game. Awesome. And also, is made for some great clips. <laughs> we have we have a really good buddy, uh, Marky Mark, who is a Icona 
like user to his death, 120 hand cannon guy, and he is Stasis Titan all the way. And watching someone who understands Stasis Titan neutral game play Mm -hmm. is just it's it's amazing how you can shut people down. It sucks that Void and Arc are so much better though. Because <laughs> it feels like you're throwing sometimes, or it's like, oh cool, I got meleeed from seven meters away for 170 damage. Alright, cool. I guess I should just be doing that instead of playing SMG going fast. But Yeah. You know, it's having fun, also I think is super, important. The human is awful. No yeah. one can change her mind on that. I know some people will say, no, it's good. This one guy used it for a six-man clip, but no, no, man. You're, <laughs> that's a major copium. Once you use that class for 100 hours, tell me that Behemoth Super is good. It is not. Behemoth yeah. Super is good if you're using the Stasis Trace Rifle because then you get you know free super to shoot people with. <laughs> well, the... Um... Yeah, I mean, sometimes I, it, Mark, has, Mark has done his share of carries with me in trials um, because I am a very average player and he's actually good. But <laughs> like, yeah, I've definitely me seen him use you. use the like super more strategically than even trying to get kills with it because it is so bad sometimes, you know, oh, like yeah. it, you have to really think about your approach to it. But the 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 benefit of that class is all neutral game. You know, like the super. I think just... it's a really technical class. Yeah, and that's the yeah. best way to describe it. Like the super itself isn't super bad, but it, ri- it requires like really specific ways to play it. Yes. For example, you want to have the cryo slide when you're using the super because sliding, just doing the double slide, it's infinite when you have the super. Yeah. And the slide is just as fast as like the previous normal um, shiver strike melee that we used for mm-hmm. movement before it got nerfed. So if you're just sliding around continuously, you're actually really fast in super. And I don't yeah. think like a lot of people realize this really specific thing that you want to have just to make the super work. I think also, like, sliding, sliding to cover and sliding smart around the map, right? Like you can't use that super and I'm just not like, like straight line straight yeah. straight line <laughs> yeah. slide into your yeah, opponent. You're not gonna go anywhere if you try that. <laughs> That's not gonna work. Like it's a really good move way to move with that super. Yeah. I hope that with the reductions that the uh stasis rhyme time trials farmers made the entire class suffer in the last update um, for those who don't know, they made it so, what is it? Whisper of Rhyme gives back a 5 HP per stasis crystal collected instead of 25 or 15 or something. Uh, they made it so damage resist is reduced from 10% to 2.5%. And I think there was one other thing, wasn't there, Eden? Um, didn't they change uh, the weapon? Yeah, they changed the auto, um, the Cerberus. Yeah, Cerberus to do less damage. Okay, that that part doesn't matter. But basically, they nuked one of the pillars of Stasis Titan, which was generating crystals and generating shield and DR. Right. So now in the super, you don't have the DR bonus and you don't have the health regen if you're running those two things. Because like in the super, you could slam the crystals and use that to get DR to actually match the other uh, roaming supers. Because Stasis 
uh, Titan Super only has like 20% or 25% or something. I might be talking out of my ass, but I know it's definitely one of the lower ones and you would supplement that with the Fragment. And then being able to combine that with Rhyme to get health from the crystals as you're in your super was how you would make it actually usable somewhat offensively. But now it's gone. <laughs> like they just gutted that entire part of the subclass because of a bunch, like a group of people that would just abuse stasis rhyme Titans. And, you know, 90% of the trials population doesn't know how to counter it with Wither Horde and Cloud Strike. So, but also, like 99% of the trials wouldn't even encounter that specific exactly. place now. It's yeah, like, it is. It is. It, it was pretty rare to go up, especially if you had three of them to go up mm-hmm. against three of them. But you could counter it. It just it's. No, you just had to play smart to counter yeah, it. You couldn't yeah. just keep them. No, <laughs> like you can't. The majority you, of people do. Yeah, you can't. Like, because they'll they'll just they'll shut you down if you try and do that, mm-hmm. especially if they know what they're doing. So it's super easy to beat those teams if you are patient and are using like cloud strike or a sniper of some sort because they're just going to walk right into their crystal lane. You can predict where they're going to go because they're going to pick up the crystals and uh, wither horde where, or blinding GL combination. So that way you can throw some wither hordes down behind them, blind them, and then ape in if that's what you want to do. Like It's not a hard play style to counter. It's just you have to think about it. And I think yeah. that's why it was nerfed is because the majority of the child's population wouldn't take the time to step back and be like hey how do i counter this so instead they just gutted an entire pillar of stasis time so in the future i'm hoping that they either increase the dr to behemoth or uh, in super or like bring back some of its old movement ability, like lean into movement more because that kind of seems like the path they're going down, but something to make it more than just get in a corner, throw down a bunch of crystals and try and block the enemy from entering yeah. the doorway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Playing I mean, Fortnite and destiny. Just... Mm-hmm. It does seem, it does seem like movement is the way that they're going with that class. So it'd be cool to see, see them decide to go that route more. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, it is it is pretty like standard bungee community, though, to not like take your time to think (laughs) about how to counter something. And instead, just go to Reddit. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I don't want it to come across mean or condescending. We're we're very much like a like a go to Reddit or Twitter and complain about something versus like think about it like Mm -hmm. logically and you know like i don't want to change my play style they should change their play style exactly (laughs) it's not it's not my fault that i don't want to adapt it's your fault i've gone you're making me adapt (laughs) i've gotten hate mail for ascendant comp where i was like i got hate mail from someone saying why are you trying so hard in ascendant comp it's like that's the one place in this entire game that i can actually try and you're mad at me for trying like it's <laughs> it's not that hard man it's not that deep just go do something else if you don't want to go against people that are trying <laughs> yeah I, dude it's funny i was playing i don't even remember what guns i put on but i was playing iron banner the last time it came around um because i really i forgot what i wanted oh i was going for another version of uh occluded and 
I was sick of playing. I was like, okay, I need to just not play with my fusion and hand cannon. I need to switch it up. I need to have fun. This is sixes. Like, I need to just put on builds that I don't normally play with just to change it up, right? And I don't remember what I put on, but someone messaged me and they're like, why are you trying so hard in Iron Banner? Go play comp. And I'm like, I literally just put this build on this game. <laughs> like, why are you sweating I, so hard, Fluffy? Yeah, come, on. Like, <laughs> come on. I, come on, guys. I'm just trying to have fun. Like, I don't even normally play with this. Uh, it's funny. People can be funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. I We have a crap ton of questions, so I'm going oh, to okay. go All see right. what we got here. Oh, I like this one. We were talking about Marky Mark. So let's start off with the Marky Mark question. Question for the show. Uh, It has to be asked. Uh, So they already know what we play. So we're just going to go with Meme and Eden on this one. Uh, Controller M and K, which input method do you prefer? You can't see mouse, but I have a mouse up on screen right now. (laughs) Um, I'm definitely also a mouse player. Yeah, one hundred percent. Both to our deficit, you know. We could put in absolutely. There's no way I'm gonna ever get good with it. I'm just gonna get just absolutely destroyed by any controller player or even like young people who are actually good at the game. Mm -hmm. But like, I just have to try at least, give it my best. Yeah, I. My introduction to mouse and keyboard was playing CSGO uh, when I was like 14, 15. So it's just been ever since then, it's like, all right, well, now I can't go back to controller. I still play on controller from time to time, though. Like, I still want to be proficient in both of them just because I want to know, like, what kind of advantage the opponents have on me. So I want to know, like, what's 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 happening with that specific input device. For example, I would never have realized that Threaded Spectre from Strand also has like aim assist on it as a controller user itself. So that can actually be useful in fights, like me dodging around the corner, trying to bait her aim assist with my decoy. That's something I would not have known if I was not using a controller. Yeah. Definitely want to stress that there are differences between the two inputs. Like, you can't say that there's not because there's yeah. hard coded differences that we're aware of. I, I, man, I love, I'd say second to Arc Warlock is the Strand Hunter uh, for fun levels, like movement mm-hmm. and those decoys, man. That is a fun build. And if you have multiple people running like six coyote on your team, like, you know, having four to six decoys on a map at a time, like it's pretty, it's pretty great to mess with the other team. Uh, um, okay. That was, that was a good one. Uh, this one, where did it go? Okay. I got a multi-part question from ghost. Um, he says, okay, so we'll start, we'll do Eden and meme on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your trials loadout class, subclass, exotic armor, weapons? <laughs> oh no, Ooh. <laughs> do we want to spill the beans on this one? That's um, the question. Yeah, I mean, you can get you can give as much or as little details as you want. So, are you talking about the Void Hunter Eden? No, I'm talking about the Void Titan that we did yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, talk about that one. That one's fun. That's a yeah. Well, 
Is it fun if like everyone starts using it? I Probably mean, not. Hey, the people here, there will be knowers. They'll know. I know. So what Don't we're worry, doing everyone is... will start from our show. All right. yeah. <laughs> we're just giving you more viewers. Yeah. <laughs> Grab your notepads. Here we go. So we started with this idea like trials is one with supers. Like you want to have your super at round three, four, five as quickly as possible, right? So you want to play Bubble Titan. That's the fastest super in the game. So if you're going to play against other titans that are also 100 intellect, you want to have a way to beat them. So I decided, like, there's only one way to actually get more super energy, and that is using Doom Fangs. Because that gives you a whopping 10% on every single melee kill. Now, melee kills in this game is, like, quite hard to get because there's shotguns everywhere, melee, they sink, you name it. Sure. So the only melee... Oh, arc titans everywhere, yeah. of course. Yeah. So... The only option that you basically have to get somewhat of a reliable melee kill is a shield throw. A shield yep. throw itself does 70, somewhat to 80 damage randomly. So if you pair that with a normal waveframe GL, which does 130 damage, Ooh. that is, <laughs> yep, that is Ooh. guaranteed melee kills. So you go in. Spec fully into intellect. I'm running like 90 intellect because at 100 you get only plus four seconds more. I don't really care about that one, but I go full 100 strength and that's it. And then as much resilience and recovery as I can have. And then the playstyle is you shoot your GL and you throw your disc. And that's perfect. <laughs> that's that's literally it. You get bonus points if you use like explosive personality with disruption break. Because yeah. that means like even if you don't hit your throwing uh, disc, you can still clean them up with a primary. And with like a 120 hand cannon, a kinetic one, that's just a body shot. Yeah. You don't need to be precise for it. So I like to go flawless as easy as possible. I don't want hard loadouts. I just want to go easy. And this is like the most cheesy and easiest loadouts you can probably think about. I like yeah, that. I, I got to say, even I had quite a bit of... Uh, I won't say luck, but like easier games this weekend by running this. Going yeah, up against competitive teams where it's like, oh, 100 in Titan bubble, oh no. And then we would both get our bubbles first and win before he got his because yeah. we just got two <laughs> melee kills and that's 20% more energy. And there's also like a lot of synergy actually in fragment wise because mm -hmm. there's like echo of leeching, like many uh, melee final blows start health regeneration. So when you're getting shot while you're trying to get this combo off, and you get the kill, your health regeneration starts, right? That's what you want. Um, echo of expulsion, ability final blows causes them to explode. So you throwing that um, shield throw at their opponents will cause an explosion. You can pair that again with controlled demolition to make them all volatile. And like this just keeps on going and going. There's a lot of synergy here. And then and on I top really of that, love that. You can run Starvation because you're making an Orb Breach or Void Breach if you're running the, uh, well, the seasonal artifact. Yes, seasonal artifact. Onto the Breach. Yeah, uh, defeating a Void Debuff target creates a Void Breach because they're getting debuffed by the melee. So now yep. you're making a Void Breach that you can pick up for Devour in the middle of a fight in full regen health that the opponent can't see. 
Yeah, but you can go even further than that as well. Like you can put on your hands heavy-handed. So mm-hmm. not only are you creating a void breach, you're also creating an orb. And those are both separate instances of devour that you can proc. So you can like get double devour of one melee kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty rad. I, I know. It. I know that Eden. I know that you play into the devour builds a lot um, as well. Like with your arc hunter, or I mean your void hunter. So. Yeah, I can I see. I can see that being so pretty strong. Much. Yeah, I mean, it, it allows me just to like nuke my recovery. Like, don't care about it, especially on hunter, because you're gonna start every fight with a dodge, right? So you're gonna have reaper on your class item. So any kill you get will generate an orb. That yeah. is like free devour and free health. That means yeah, I can that's... just put all my stat points that I normally put in like ten recovery, put it somewhere else, maybe into strength or discipline, mobility, and just come up with a way better build than I would normally can. That makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so he has a couple more tagged on to this, this initial question. Uh, first of all, do you guys mess with sidearms at all? I love them. I am such a sidearm fan, especially on my Hunter again with Devour. I've been going mad with the Fortua with Repulsor Brace. It is so good. Yeah, it's kind of crazy in sixes. Yeah, yep. I know. I know. Ghost is a our buddy. Ghost is huge, huge fan of sidearms. So he typically almost always has one on, and he's pretty damn lethal with it. Um. <clears throat> all right. So he follows that up with, "What is the best craftable secondary weapon in your guys' opinion?" Paired with what secondary weapon? How so? Uh, special ammo. I'm guessing. Okay. Is that with a sidearm specifically? No, just just in general. What do you guys what do you guys think? I'm I'm guessing that's what he's saying. I'm gonna steal the, the show from Eden here for a second. I feel like the uh one that's really slept on is Supremacy from Last Wish with keep away and opening shot. Because you're getting two different uh aim assist tools for the first shot. It makes it so like you aim at their chest and you get a headshot. It's crazy. Uh, and you can also get that on the or the same combination on the seasonal uh, sniper the season as well, which is I'll pull it up and say the name here in a second. But um, that makes it so you it, its stats are slightly worse. A distant pull is what it is. Okay. But uh, those two weapons I feel like are extremely slept on for snipers. And keep both away. Did you get that uh, perk combo? Craft that mm-hmm. perk combo. That's yep, it's craftable for enhanced for both keep away and opening shot and they're already high handling snipers so you can get like 90 handling 95 handling natively and then put a targeting adjuster on it and so you're hitting like 100 aim assist with opening shot with keep away and having just an absolute magnet of a sniper that isn't a telescope either (laughs) What is uh? What's the is is it fifteen meters for keep away or what's? Do you remember the distance offhand? Yeah, fifteen yep. meters. Okay, it's the yeah, same so as that, threat detector, but basically reversed. Okay, and that's pretty that's pretty easy if you're running a sniper unless someone's pushing you. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah, a lot you, of sense. And if you don't have like got your aim like meme has and can deal okay. with like one hundred <laughs> aim assist like I can, like I I still miss. There's also an option to craft supremacy with enhanced kinetic tremors. So you can double body someone and still get mm-hmm. the kill. Mm. 
Yeah. And that does take the place of opening shot, mind you. Yep. And, and it needs to be enhanced specifically because that goes like from three shots to trigger kinetic tremors to two. Okay, that's nice. And then you said supremacy. I was thinking secession this whole time. Uh, where does supremacy come from again? Last wish. Last, Last wish. wish. Yeah, I just went ahead and threw one uh, together here in uh, D2 Foundry while we were talking. You can get crazy, crazy stats on it. Where, let's see, on the first shot, if you have keep away or enhanced keep away, enhanced opening shot, you get 89 range, uh, 85 handling, and 100 aim assist on that sniper, which is crazy absolutely wow. crazy and yeah, it's a uh, 40 great. zoom as well like that's the the only thing that i want to actually farm last wish for but i mean i also would have to farm last wish i don't know if i'm gonna do that <laughs> is last wish kelly next week oh oh oh, oh. I, I wonder i don't know i don't i don't know either i know i know i was gonna run dsc but i don't think dsc is coming back until next season um either way I have I have all those uh, those deep sight things that I haven't I haven't used any of them yet from the season pass so I should um I should should make that happen because I've been trying to think of what I want to use those on to craft a fun build that I used mine on was the let me here give me just a second I have to find the auto while you do that I'll give my my opinion of the best yeah yeah craftable one and I oh, would yeah, say. Yeah. It is simply explosive personality. Mm, yeah, I, I, I can't think of anything else that even like as a sidearm user would be beneficial. It's mm-hmm. so good to have disruption break. It's so free, and it is so long the wave that it shoots out. It surprises me every single time when people get hit. And oh. as a sidearm user, you could just pair it with Rat King. Oh, yeah. So you shoot down your wave. They get, like, disruption broken uh, because of the insane damage that it does. And then a few shots of Rat King. You get the kill. You get your invis. Now you're invis. They can't see you coming, so you do the same loop over again. You find an unsuspected opponent. You shoot the GL. Shoot him with the Rat King again. And the loop goes over and over again. It is so much fun. Mm-hmm. I, that is one... One thing that I that one GL that I missed out on, our good buddy uh, from the show Nessie runs that a lot. He's he's been a huge fan of that grenade launcher the last two seasons. It's the only thing I run in PVE these days. If I'm running an arc class, I'll put that in as my special. I haven't run it a ton in PvP, but I'm also pretty garbage at uh, <laughs> successfully hitting those waveframe grenade launchers, which in and of itself is embarrassing since you know. They take up a giant wave frame, but I just don't do it I very mean, well. I mean, it's not huge. But they are quite finicky with texture. I'll I'll give you that. Yeah. Try shooting fun. it against like a stairs or like yeah, even like stairs. a small yeah. rock on the floor, and suddenly your rocket or wave goes somewhere you didn't expect. Yeah. Yep. I like there was one map where it would like disappear entirely on me too. Like I shoot it into a crack and it just gets stuck and goes straight down into the yeah. ground. I'm like, yeah, that happens sometimes. Cool, that's fun. <laughs> it's like it's like throwing like um like trip mines or or uh, lightning nades or or void any of the walls. Spike nades. Yeah, any of the spike spike nades. Like 
like 99% of the time they land perfectly. And then there's that one time where it like points into the other wall or something, you know, like, like points straight, straight vertical. Yeah. 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 Like straight vertical on the wall. You're like, okay, well that's a waste. Yeah. Um, well, meme is looking up that, uh, build. Oh, I was going to say, I went ahead and found the, the right. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Go for it. So before you move into the next question, uh, fire fright, can roll with Fragile Focus, which got the buff, and Focus Fury. And so the the thing with Focus Fury is there's a few ways to reload your weapon without actually breaking Focus Fury, and one of those is transversive steps. And so what you can do in like threes, for instance, when you have longer gunfights and it's not capture the flag, uh, <laughs> which it is now, so the build doesn't work as well, but uh, you can build up Focus Fury to proc by continuously refreshing your mag with T-steps and you know not switching your weapon. But it makes it so you can get that 20% damage buff for 12 seconds just by engaging in fights. So you basically have like a pseudo no-time perk for so a legendary cool. weapon. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's not very good. Don't yeah. waste your mats on it. <laughs> don't I mean, don't do what I do. It doesn't need to be good, though, as long as you're having fun, right? Yeah, that, right? That's why we're gaming, and build. it's something like that people seem to forget. Like, the mm-hmm. reason why we start up these games is to have fun. That should be our primary focus. So and who cares what? if it's, like, not the most meta or top-tier DPS weapon you can find, as long as you're having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, last question from Ghost. After the Immortal SMG goes away, what do you feel <laughs> like is going to be the meta? Is it going away? It's though? not going to go away. <laughs> that's kind of that's what I was thinking. That is some hopium right there, yeah. thinking it going away. <laughs> yeah. So why, why do you say that? Because I, I, like, I feel like even with the nerf uh, to rangefinder and, and target lock, it's still very strong. I mean, target lock itself is just such a good of a perk. Getting damage for basically just shooting someone, what you're doing normally, is insane. Yeah. Yeah. That, should not, that should not be a thing at all. That should be like a reward for getting the kill. That's when you should get damage boosts. So honestly, in my opinion, that whole perk needs to be removed from the SMG. You need to do the same thing like mm-hmm. they did with Astral back in the day where they removed Quick Draw and replaced it with Surplus. Mm-hmm. Because it was so strong, so oppressive. They just need to do the same thing here with um, target luck. Just remove yeah, the perk. With swash or yeah, adrenaline swash or, or like even like golden that. tricorn. Like mm-hmm. just something else. That could be an interesting one. I I still it still pains me after getting that quick draw opening shot astral back in the day to only have it turned around to get nerfed the next season or whatever it was like uh, that shotgun was so good and then they're just like yeah. oh nope we're we're changing it. Quick draw yep. was wild back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It, it was a different quick draw than what we have now. 100 handling at all times. Yeah. It also hurt me like when they reintroduced it on like practices. They went all went through all that effort to remove it from a weapon and here they are with a new weapon and it just put quick draw on it. I'm like, mm-hmm. why? He's repeating the same mistakes. <laughs> right? There is a lot of that, definitely. Um, oh, this is a good one. 
Everyone has their own opinion on this. This is from Moose. How would you change Ark and Void Titans in PvP without completely neutering them? Eden, do you want to go first or do you want me to? I think the biggest problem with Titans is that they lack any identity because of their exotics. Mm-hmm. There's nothing unique exotic-wise that you can use to elevate a build, right? On Hunters, we have like trip mines that we can elevate or um, even with Gear Falcon, like crafting a completely unique build that way. And with Arc Titan, it's basically just I punch, I throw grenade. That's my identity. <laughs> that's it. Like we only have like melee-based exotics almost, and that's all. Just I punch. That's it. And magic happens. I think that's, that's not unique. And I the, think the, feel like that's that's where I would change it. Yeah. I think the best way to look at it is compare it to. Solar and Stasis Titan, for instance, where I know they're not seen as the same competitive level, but there's a reason for that. And that's because Solar and Stasis Titan both shake the foundational Titan logic at its core. It's not just I punch but blue or I punch but purple. It's Solar Titan has consecration, Solar Titan has the different builds that you can do with the Solar Sunspots. Stasis Titan has the crystal generation. It has the different abilities of uh, I like movement or diving more into DR or like making the class more dynamic. Whereas Arc Titan and Void Titan purely revolve around, haha, I punch, but in this color, because that's <laughs> what they they've become. And having that lack of identity is what hurts those classes the most. Because what else can they lean into? They've cornered themselves with I punch, but this color because they have nothing else to them. That's also why I'm so, not looking forward to any nerves. Because that yeah. just means like these subclasses are just dead. They have no Wait, identity. Yeah. Like, they, what, what are you going to do? Like remove the punch from Arc Titan because it's too strong in teleports? Like, there's definitely a, a fine line with it, but I feel like, for instance, with Void Titan. They could lean more into uh I think well, with Void Titan when it was introduced, they tried to lean into the overshield aspect of it, but failed on that account because of how oppressive the overshield meta was in PvP. Yeah. It was always like, up. Yeah. It was yeah. always up. It was hard to burn down. It there wasn't really any good counters for it. Um, but I feel like if they instead leaned into like, hey, while you have uh, the overshield, which isn't as much nowadays and takes longer to get, but uh, Bastion, for instance, gives you more grenade recharge while you have an overshield applied to you. Like stuff like that. That's interesting. That's a different dynamic. It's not just I punch, but color. Um, and the same thing kind of goes with Arctine, where they've really leaned into like this, hey, this class blinds. This class is able to move fast, get around the map, and you can blind things around you. But also you take three punches to kill, do 170 damage per punch. You can teleport with a punch. The punch gives you health. The punch, it's like all it all revolves around the melee. And, without- and you also shield it while you run in. Just, just so you're aware. Yeah. Like, full shield around you. 
just to well, add, I mean, and uh, as that's a cherry a, on top. It's a cool dynamic that they could mess around with more, but they don't. They haven't done anything with uh, Juggernaut at all. Like It has not been touched since it was introduced at all. Yeah. So I feel like if they nerf Knockout more, which I feel like they should, uh, by reducing its overall damage and melee lunge, um, you're going to see a lot more Juggernaut Titans running around because... I mean, that's what there is. It's really strong. Just people don't use it. Especially when you pair that. I, I can't remember. I think the Mark 44 standasides pair with the Jug Shield and make it so it takes like 30 more damage or something like that. Oh, interesting. Wow. So it's like another, it's 80 damage that you have to burn through before you actually damage the Titan itself. Well, and if um, you don't have Arc, like if you have Arc uh, on, that helps with Jug Shields. But if you don't have Arc on, then then you have even less benefit of taking them down, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like the over-under perk that they made for Void Titans. It's like, wow, this is so niche. It's useless. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so on the same... On the same, like thought process since we're talking about titans i'm gonna ask these two together and then um and then we'll kind of go into it so first one's from tj and it's um how should titan shields be nerfed uh followed immediately by a resident titan mark um why do so many people complain about titan shields promoting passive playstyle when warlocks healing rifts do the same thing um so what do we feel about um what do we feel about titan shields and my first for that would be really simple though. okay like, actually really simple when you place down a shield your class item or your class ability doesn't recharge that's it mm. because so you right now you, you right now you get the benefits right you you put down your shield and instantly you get a new charge while you're standing behind yeah shields. That just, so just snow, snowballs this whole barricade situation. You're mm-hmm. charging up a new one while sitting behind another one. So yeah, so then your your timer wouldn't start until the barricade has been destroyed or, or expires. Gone. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's interesting. It's interesting. I like it. Because I, I like identity of it because like that should not be gone, right? Yeah. It's like a, a fundamental part of Titans being able to barricade, place walls, place some Fortnite in the back. Who knows what they're doing? <laughs> but like that that's like their identity you you can't change that but i agree it's way too strong and way too frequent well, and so I if think... you just address the frequency that mm-hmm. makes it less oppressive i think one of the main reasons too why people see that as too strong and oppressive as opposed to the warlock rift is you can still shoot the warlock as he's getting to revive. You can still shoot the warlock on the cap point. You can still shoot the warlock in the middle of the open. The yeah. rift, just like the barricade, they're both stationary. If you don't want to fight it, go to another angle. Like you don't have to fight him there. And its cooldown is like twice or three times as long as well. Let's see, uh, tier ten uh, barricade cooldown is twenty seconds for towering and tier 10 rift is 41 seconds like it's double the time you're not seeing them near as much 
Yeah. And in uh, game modes such as uh, any sort of revive based game mode or capture based game mode, like the being able to put a wall up is an innate benefit to a class. Yeah. That no other class, unless you're playing stasis with great or glacial uh, wall, can do. So you can just loop class abilities with your teammates and just keep putting walls up and cap the flag. I mean, that's what Eden and I did this weekend multiple times was, oh boy, it's capture the flag. All right, well, we're on the flag and we just put four barricades up. So <laughs> good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think, I think that's, I think what one thing that you said there, this is a very good point is if you see someone put down a rift, like just don't challenge it. I, I mean, it's like if someone throws down a well, like just, Go where they can't see you while they're in it, because nine times out of ten, they have some sort of TTK advantage on you if they're in it, whether it's empowering or healing. So you may as well just avoid it and go to a different angle. Make them leave it. That's that's the best play. Whereas with the wall, like, yeah, you can run away from it or whatever, but it's Don't it's not the same. Yeah. There's yeah. also like a massive health difference, right? Yeah. Like a Titan Barricade is like 200 damage yeah. that you need to do just to get it down. And like the overshield of a Healing Rift, that's 15 peanuts compared to like the 200 damage that you need to put in. Is it only 15? I didn't realize that. God, that's just it's, so... It's only 15, the overshield, right? You still get like the continuous healing, but the overshield itself that you get from the Healing Rift is just 15 HP. Is that, I mean, does that really even change a lot of TTKs for for popular weapons right now? Oh, while well, yeah, you're getting it, shot, you still heal, right? So it's oh, oh, still, okay, yeah. So it still does affect like TTKs, but it's not as much damage as you need to do to a Titan shield. Like you're yeah. completely burning through your mag, and then you finally see the Titan, in, so you have to reload while you're getting shot by the Titan, and then you have to shoot back with a health disadvantage, or they'll just play the one. One fun tip for uh, those of you listening is. Trace rifles will actually burn through the entire shield and kill the Titan behind it. So if they're standing still, you can out TTK the Titan. And so few people do this that they don't expect it. Burn down the barricade and kill the Titan in 0.67 seconds. And like it's almost always a benefit for you, but you need all 50 of your ammo for that. That's that's still pretty rad though. Mm-hmm. If we're sharing out secrets. <laughs> Let's go back to under under over. Like if you're facing a warlock in a healing rift, under over actually isn't bad because they continuously get the overshield, so you continuously get the twenty percent damage buff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, under over but, allows you to three tap uh, warlocks yep. and titans yep. that are healing, whether it's oh, the barricade cool. or a rift. Oh, that's cool. So but if I you mean, are struggling with it, there are options. Um, okay, I like this. Uh, this is from Moose. Uh, what exotic do you want to be buffed and why? Ooh. <laughs> hmm, that's a really good yeah, one. Yeah, sorry, I, I need a second to think about that. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no. Like, per class? Because I feel like each class has its own. That I'm I'm for. totally open to that. Yeah, I mean, if you have three good answers, by all means, like 
I have okay E2 armor picker pulled up right now, so I'm looking at all of them. <laughs> I literally did the same thing because that's the only place I know there's like a list of exotics that I can look at while thinking about this question. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, Titan wise, Titan wise, I would say like Severance Enclosure. I would and, love if that actually worked in PvP. And what does that remind us? Uh, Severance Enclosure does like. Powered melee final blows unleash a damaging explosion. Finishers and final blows against more powerful targets increase the radius and damage of the explosion. So being able to like explode stuff with your melee, I like that. That's fun. Yeah. But I, I can do it in PvE in PvP. Would you would you go like a shield throw option then and like double down on on that or like throwing a hammer at someone? Or I, would, what are you I was thinking? thinking like maybe even like bonk hammer. Like how yeah. much fun would that be? Like you're just putting in like a couple of shots and throw a hammer in someone. Like suddenly like the whole ra radius around him, people explode. That would be, be cool. amazing. Yeah, that would be super cool, especially if 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 someone comes around the corner or something, or you you weren't expecting like a duo. Um, yeah, that could be a lot of fun for sure. Do you guys know how much health the new part of Precious Scars is, where it's final blows from weapons with a damage type matching your subclass energy create a burst of healing around you? Does that work in PvP? I can't that remember. Works that works in PvP. I ran that with Terraba. Because that was like, I was thinking, like, that's a really good way to get health back while you have the perk up. <laughs> yeah, but it, it doesn't do very much. It's like, five or ten hp isn't it um it's not a lot no i mean actually because i was gonna say for titan it would be super interesting to see that be leaned into more for the team play aspect but then again another thing i guess okay. you know, I'm more i got the numbers about. for you it's oh you do six, yeah, 60 hp but there's a three second cooldown oh so it's not bad mm-hmm but it's just unfortunate that it's like a cooldown. Three yeah. seconds is a really long time in PvP. Definitely yeah. interesting how they leaned into giving it damage. Um, hmm. I mean, something I'd like to see fixed, quite honestly, is Icefall Mantles uh, taking your grenade energy at the beginning of a round. <laughs> like every, Is it every time you respawn or every time it's a new round it does that? I know I that's been a glitch remember. for a while. Like that's why no one uses it is because you have to wait every time for your grenade to recharge before you can even use it. That would be nice to see fixed for Titan. Seems completely reasonable to try to fix that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I like that. Let's see. For Hunter, I think the Trident Van or Vice, Trident Vice, the new uh, Hunter Glaive exotic. They went so far on the safe side of building that exotic that it is almost pointless in PvP. I was running that in trials last weekend on Alter just for the fun of it. Um, and it does like almost nothing in pvp the only things that you benefit from so for those who don't know the the description is increases glaive reload speed and melee damage when surrounded glaive melee final blows overflow around to the magazine glaive projectile final blows detonate if the glaive deals damage matching your subclass type so yeah. the only thing that is going to 
matter is the glaive explosion and it surrounded is yeah. essentially what it has, but surrounded only for melee damage. The glaive explosion is like a small firefly burst. It does like 70 damage or 80 damage. I had it kill one person in an entire weekend of using it from the explosion. It was oh, funny. No. He was in a barricade and I got a double kill from it. But the reload and melee aspect of it do nothing in PvP at all. It'd be super cool to see this be like a uh, handling specific exotic like uh, or to get handling added onto it, such as uh, Mechaneer's Trick Sleeves that give, uh, what is it, 100 handling to sidearms? It's and, and just, like yeah, like PK Yeah, like, and just boost up your glaive handling and everything. That would yeah, be nice. Yeah, because that's a really <laughs> awful point of glaives and using them is they're so slow in order to actually have the range up, which you need max range in order for projectiles to be mostly reliable right now. It, it just doesn't feel good. And being able to supplement that with uh, an exotic would be awesome. So I, I want to see that one get changed and do more for the exotic. Because right now, in terms of an exotic that alters a specific weapon type, does the least out of any of the ones we have in game. Yeah, that'd be cool. You definitely don't see any glaives around because they have been neutered so much. Like, it's pretty rare to run into someone being successful with them, maybe is the best way to say it. Well, it's not just neutered. They're just unreliable still. And that's the hardest part about it. Is Like, if you go into Crucible and you use a glaive for a couple hours, you still run into shots that hit people, that explode, that either get you glaive energy but no damage, get you damage, but no glaive energy, or neither. And it, it feels bad. Yeah. <clears throat> My other pick would actually be like Blight Ranger, though. That's okay. also yeah. one of those exotics. Like, why bring out another blocking arc staff, super specific exotic? We already have like Right Use Harness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have, what's the other one? Raiden Flux, and now we have Blight Ranger. Like, it's too much. Yeah. Too much exotics for just one specific Arc Super, and it barely does anything useful at all. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit there spinning my staff while I can just melee them with the Super, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, and, and the other thing damage. is. You're you're probably not going to use it either because like they did the change to exotics. So are you really going to run an exotic armor piece for your super once in your entire trials for game, a super you know? that you're never going to get in a trials game? Yeah, well that's because the other of thing, super yeah. tiers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's remember that at uh, tier ten, it's still a seven minute and six second cooldown for arc staff. Yeah, so you're maybe getting it if it's round four and round round four four. <laughs> For maybe. reference, bubble is five minutes and twenty seconds. Yeah, it's a little bit. And how difference. quickly does the zone come up in trials again? It's like minute. Yeah, uh, thirty seconds. Like so is it like, thirty seconds? Okay. Yeah. So good luck getting that super. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You need to drag out like every single round. Mm -hmm. Die games. Be lose doing a, couple a lot of, of rounds. damage. Yep. <laughs> And then maybe in like the five out of five where it actually matters, 
that's where you can use your super. Yeah, and that's if you don't get blade barraged or thunder crashed or like shut down by any of the other shutdown supers that are quicker and more popular. Yeah, just, I mean, you alert, you will just in a really rough spot. Yeah, <laughs> what are we thinking for warlocks? Oh, really quick, Admiral, what were you going to say? I said, if, when you said in case you get uh, shut down by one of the supers that are more popular, and I was like, which you will, <laughs> if you're yep. anything like me, you will yep. get shut down by them <laughs> immediately. <laughs> As for Warlock, I mean, Apotheosis Fail <laughs> does nothing. <laughs> I know one guy, uh, Zugashi, who uses that exotic unironically, and he has a very specific stasis warlock build that uses it where he can get like six or seven uh, turrets out at the same time that is the only use i have seen for that exotic i ran it as a meme for a month or so in pvp with like 200 recovery because it was just a joke it is such a bad exotic for those who don't know the description is immediately regenerate health melee grenade and rift energy upon activating your super nearby allies recharge class abilities faster so they don't even get their ability back from you casting your super like <laughs> it it doesn't help them more than like oh here's half of your grenade yeah so it's not a team-based exotic it doesn't do anything for like, regenerate health if you're using well then you have all your health if you're using nova bomb then you're getting your health from devour if you're like it's so pointless especially as an exotic swap because you can't do that anymore in three yeah i mean you get your health on cast though like not on kill yeah so that's the Which benefit nice. like you, you can run into a lane get damaged and then pop your super and you'll be full health man so that's like one of the benefits, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess I could see that. One other one I'd like to point out that I'm sure most people have forgotten about is Skull of Dire Amkara, which uh, reads uh, provides additional grenade or provides additional damage resistance during Nova Bomb. Nova Bomb kills Jan- Jenner or Grant Super Energy. I was going to say generate, but uh, it's pointless now. You used to be able to like continuously cycle nova bombs every 30 seconds to a minute in pve but you only get half your super energy back at max now and the dr isn't really anything spectacular yeah my brother would run that one all the time in pve back in the day he loved Mm -hmm. that uh, as a thing to be able to like just add clear for days and then oh yeah yeah. it's just not the same anymore it's been gutted yeah, my pick would be like Wings of Sacred Dawn, though. Ooh. That one makes no sense to me. Like, you need to have Dawnblade equipped, so why not use Heat Rises by default, right? So you're already floating. You already get like all the benefits from Heat Rises. You get like the in air benefits, you get like healing, and then like this exotic just allows you to spend mid air, which is terrible because you want to have some maneuverability. Mm-hmm. Um, it does provide damage reduction and like flinch reduction, which is nice. 20%. It is really nice. But also, it shines so bright yeah. in the sky. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. insane. It's it like is. saying, hello, it's me here floating. Shoot me, please. Kill yeah. me. <laughs> that's, a, that's the thing is, man, it just highlights you on any backdrop. Like, there is there is little surprise factor with it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks majestically. I'll I'll give them that, but like, yeah. 
I just I, I just want it to be good. I I would never put it on. Mm-hmm. I will say the one benefit to running that exotic is on any class that isn't solar lock, because you don't get the suspend in air part of it, but you do get fifty AE uh, natively. So you can get what like eighty AE on some snipers if you run that on like void or arc or whatever. So that's, that's the cool. one the one use case. It gives more AE than Astrocyte. Yep. So but I, like you, can do funny, you can do one more funny thing. It's like you can use a shotgun and get DR, right? You can just mm-hmm. jump ADS and you get your twenty percent DR in mm. mid shotgun fight. So that or reduces reduces your trades significantly. Mm-hmm. Or you yeah, could because just then you're getting that, you're getting you're you're getting that uh getting that airborne effectiveness in the air with that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Huh. Um okay, so it's funny that you mentioned Astrocyte verse. I don't know if you guys remember it was one of you two that posted this in Lego's Discord going into the start of the season in the leaks channel of all the exotic changes that were coming forth. <laughs> yeah, and there was, was <laughs> yeah, and there was one, one or two, everything else was correct, but there was one or two that didn't didn't get pushed with the final code or were maybe not really on the list. Who knows, right? Like if they decide to pull it after testing or what. But uh, I sent it to a good friend of mine, um, a friend of the show, Gator, because he runs uh, Blink Warlock and he is like Blink Warlock to the death for PvP. Mm-hmm. And so he runs Astrocyte and the change was blink further more frequently, leaving behind a burst of void damage that could also suppress. And I was like, if this is actually a change that's happening, like they could be very, very oppressive uh, in the right hands. And so I think that would be interesting. Like if they if they would have come out with that, that update when they did all the other exotic stuff like blink shotgun being able to to blink more often and then also doing that like uh gemini jester you know drop drop a suppressor nade when you when you blink <laughs> that would be pretty rad blind when blink when <laughs> yeah that would have yeah. been awesome yeah so uh but suppress it, would be really strong though because let's mm-hmm. not forget when you suppress you can't jump yeah, you can that's even like, like maybe like blink towards someone and suppress them like mid jump and they fall off the map. I would love <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yes, that would be I fun. Have, <laughs> I have definitely been suppressed like in a jump over over like a a canyon, you know, like an edge or something, and fall Radiant into my clips. death. Yeah, because yeah, I can't. Like, yeah, oh man, I don't know though. It would be fun. Um, it, it, Astrocyte is really not that bad though, because I, you know, the combo is what slide, slide, blink, and you can, you know, as long as you're following that, you can blink as much as you want. So, even that, even changing it to blinking more frequently wouldn't be that big of a difference. But I'd like to still point out that there is the glitch or the bug with Astrocyte where you get a, uh, it's a weapon draw walkout if you. It's like if you blink 
on an angle or double blink or there there's some bug with it but it still exists after you know how long has that exotic been in the game two years three years a while yep. yeah and it affects what your ready speed of the weapon like you can't pull your weapon out yeah it's something like that it's either ready speed or it's a straight up lockout from firing I can't mm. remember, but it's extremely annoying and one of the reasons I don't run it. Yeah. Well, you don't you just don't see blink that often by no. on Hunter or Warlock. So I just weird because it's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I just think like people don't want to learn it because there is a learning curve, right? You wanna yeah. you wanna know like how far you blink so you don't end up in a ditch. Or like accidentally awesome. blink off the map multiple mm-hmm. times happens to me more often than like to admit. We... But like, it is oh, go so ahead. good to evade people or to yeah. just get away because it's so fast. Our good buddy, our good buddy Chuck did. We uh, we were running DSC, and he was like, "I'm running blink the entire raid." So he, did, <laughs> he did the DSC jumping puzzle with blink. <laughs> it was, it was fun. He made it. He it did. Was pretty he amazing. Did. <laughs> uh, we had a buddy in D one who was in the top point one percent of uh, suicides, and he was a void lock. Uh, <laughs> and he <laughs> got there by <laughs> basically jumping off of. Uh, anytime we were in an event and we saw him down, it was like, oh, he tried to blink again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think too a lot of people don't run blink because it was one way in D1 and it got changed in D2 and so there's the whole like oh they broke it I'm not touching it or it isn't as good as it used to be instead of like embracing what it could be. I know? mean I yeah maybe but I think part of it is just the the standard destiny players uh adverse reaction to learning something new like <laughs> be honest. Yeah, there's that. It's super powerful but most of the people playing nowadays probably didn't play in D1. They don't know the difference. They just don't want to use Blink because it's not high jump. Yeah. I so, take the hard option when there's an easy one, right? Yeah. So here's my question to you because uh, our good buddy Gator and I differ on this. I am of the mindset of low mobility on Blink, so I Blink less high. And he is run 10 mobility with Blink, so his strafe speed is faster even if he Blinks higher. What do you two think? If you were going to build into Blink, are you are you building low mobility or high mobility with it? Eden, you can go first. I always thought like mobility would extend the distance of your Blink. So I was always like, I will go maximum mobility so I can Blink way further than normally. But I found out that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do I really want to spend all those points in mobility when I'm already blinking and being fast? Do I really need that straight speed? I don't think so. I'm just going as low as possible. I want my abilities. I can't aim. I need my I need my crutches here. I need my need my grenades. I need my melees. I need all my riffs. I like that. Yeah, personally, I'm in the boat of high mobility blink, but that's purely because you know blink works on a curve so whatever way your velocity is going is how blink works so the people that say oh i don't run high mobility because then you have lower jump height so you get to the optimal distance blink and speed uh, velocity for forward 
as fast as possible. I like having the the wider curve gives you a bit more time to choose where you want to blink from or the angle that you want to blink at. Mm. And also, let's not forget, you need to run a minimum mobility for blink or else you won't be able to jump up onto platforms because mobility affects your jump height. And when you don't want to blink, but you want to get up on an object, you need like, I think, four mobility or three mobility at a minimum in order to reach some ledges in the game. So that's also something to think about uh, and why I like to run high mobility, because you can just easily mantle anything in the game with it, more or less without having to blink. That sounds so a lot like a skill issue to me. Wow, that I'm sounds kidding. a lot like I have a more in-depth knowledge than you even. Come on, man. Ooh, I, I don't think so, everybody. It's okay. I know just, you're a recent just warlock. Link on the block. It's not that hard. Are you? Uh, are you thinking then with the higher mobility? Like the idea is you can start the blink as you're descending, and then you end up not as high in the air when you're where, to your destination. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think it's kind of a skill issue for the people that run low mobility on Blink. Uh (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, it's it's just about getting, or it's the main thing is getting used to whatever you run. I don't think you need to run 10, like seven to eight mobility is kind of what I like to run for Astrocyte Blink. It's enough to be able to like still have high strafe speed, have high jump and a good arc in order, jump arc, by the way, is what I mean. Uh, in order to kind of choose where you want to go with the blink. Um, I I don't like low mobility for the most part, unless like the only times I'll run low mobility is A, when I have to, when it's like, all right, well, I'm doing a 10 int, 10 resilience, 10 recovery time. I don't get to have mobility. Or if I'm doing uh, Warlock with skating, so that way it's easier to skate off ramps and stairs and whatnot. Makes sense. I, I really like that you both had absolutely different answers to the question, too. That is Eden's great. just wrong, but it's okay. No, we just have, like, different different reasons for it, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Want, my, I want my ability cooldowns. You don't mm-hmm. really care about that that much, right? No, no I don't. I know it's to my detriment. Like, if I had I the like freedom, movement. 100% I would run higher mobility, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to give up something. I don't have the gun skill at all so i need need my abilities that that's I like to, how i play yeah i was gonna I, say i like to believe that i have the gun skill but then i get killed by a grenade so i i would like to point out that uh while both of these two are being very humble um they can smoke all of us in pvp matches so if there's if <laughs> listeners you had any doubt in your mind about like thinking that maybe they're average uh i can tell you i've seen enough clips in lego's discord <laughs> no. Like, you know, throwing throwing like ice walls on like flat walls and jumping up and sniping people on trials because they didn't want to look up and things like that. I've uh, I- I've seen I've seen you two in action. I know better. <laughs> uh, A few hours in the game. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um. Ooh, all right. Now let's let's do a non-destiny question. This one's from. Danger Powers, uh, our our, uh, legendary community chef. He says, do you put your deodorant on going one direction or do you go back and forth? Back and forth. 
if you're just doing one coat, I mean, you, it's only going to last a few hours. Well, I'm thinking like you you're saying one, like, two, you, three. Yeah, like like top like down. You, like, are, are you, you only going it? like? Are you no, painting or are you, you like forth. rubbing it? Yeah. yeah. All right. So we have one for rubbing, Rob. I'm back and forth as well. I'm, I'm back and forth as well, Eden. Mm-hmm. I'm back and forth, but like right. when you're using axe, should you make like an axe pattern or actually go <laughs> back and forth? <laughs> I don't know. It's not eighth grade anymore, so. <laughs> When using axe, don't. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have uh back when we were in our in our old office, um, I used to have like a like a axe body deodorant spray because often when I would get a break, I'd go walk around the city and people watch. You know, so if I had like a half hour between meetings, like I'm downtown, I'm just gonna walk around, people watch, be outside, see what's going on and come back. And sometimes it's like 90 100 degrees outside so you know you walk around for a half hour you get sweaty you come into the office you don't want to smell sweaty and uh i would always feel so conscious because like or so self-conscious because like i went to go buy deodorant spray when i was downtown at target and the only thing that they had was axe and i was like "Ah, how bad could it be (laughs) (laughs) like i remember spraying it on and one of the dudes is like what the hell like who just like put on like 10 pounds of cologne i'm like maybe maybe we won't be doing that going forward (laughs) that's hilarious um okay uh, I got another one from Danger Powers breaking up with uh, the real life hard hitting questions here. Um, which leg do you put on first when putting on your pants? Left, right, or both at the same time? I mean, if I can find my legs in the morning, that's a good first step, I guess. But <laughs> I always misplace them. It, Wait, it should be noted that our community self answered this and said it's very bold of you to assume that they put pants on so exactly i'm i'm yeah. at the no pants group right? hey for the record eden has his camera off and i'm not standing up during this so <laughs> everyone in this, everyone in this call is only shoulders up right now <laughs> so last night we did the uh, apex tournament with fud just as yeah. a brief story uh, and he was wearing his normal suit and tie, right? Or yeah. not suit and tie, but a shirt and tie. And then he got excited and he bounced out of his chair. He was wearing like short little yellow shorts, basically like khaki shorts that were like mid-thigh underneath. And I'm just like, I appreciate that so much. He had like, he had like some OG yellow postman shorts on. Basically, yeah. It was, oh, was fantastic. Great. That was uh, great. But yeah, that was... Uh, that was it was a lot of fun, but the same general gist, right? Since I started working from home, I'll put like shorts on, but actual full length pants, very rare these days. I walked into my closet today yep. and I was like, after I took a shower, I was like looking at my clothing as I grabbed a pair of sweat shorts. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I've worn actual shorts this entire summer. Like, I think it's, it's <laughs> jeans to go jeans to go to work and then sweat shorts like every day. It's like never like actual, like nice fitting adult looking shorts. It's always like uh, sweat shorts sort of day. Yep. <laughs> I will say one of the nice benefits of being in Arizona and with it being so hot is a lot of the companies here are pretty informal with their like corporate attire. Yeah. And so for work for me, it's like, just don't wear a shirt with a big decal on it or something, but I wear like t-shirts and shorts and I go into the office. Yeah. That's nice. Just survive the summer. Yeah. Survive (laughs) mission objective survive. (laughs) We used to have up until like two weeks ago, 
uh, we used to have similar dress code where it was you can wear a t-shirt just no big logos on it and then you can wear shorts and they came out with this email and they're like since you're only coming into the office three days a week we don't think shorts are required anymore or should be allowed and it's like I, d- I don't understand the logic with being in the office three days a week and summer temperatures, but okay. <laughs> yeah, now that you're coming in less, you should uh, be in more pain. Yeah, yeah. And the best part is, like, no one else in the in the building or the campus that we're at has the same dress code as us. It's just because of where our business unit is aligned. So mm-hmm. we're not customer-facing, and we can't wear shorts, but then we walk past all the other floors where people have, like, T-shirts and shorts on and are, like, just dressed like I am right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, funny how that works. Uh, okay, so I was thinking about this. I put on my right foot first, I think, when I put on shorts. Yeah, I do the same. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I go right foot first. I'm a lefty. 100%. You're a lefty. I'm, also a, le- I'm yeah. also a lefty. Are you eating? Are you left-handed? No, I'm right-handed. Right-handed? Left foot I'm first. I'm left-handed. Oh, you're right. left-handed. Mm-hmm. God, now I'm like, now I'm like, should I like rethink what I'm doing here? No, I, I still think it's right. It seems like the right foot would be correct. Like I'm trying to visualize it in my head. We're just going with it. Are you grabbing your pants first, though? Like, what do you mean? Like, like over you your just, just on the ground, and you yeah, just I don't, like, I don't, like <laughs> maybe like in what hand do you have it? Does that like matter, like leg wise? No, I think I usually have two hands on it. Like, like, I think, yeah, like, I definitely grab them from the sides and then step into them. God, now I don't know how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like being reminded that you're breathing. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm um, definitely left foot first and then right foot second. I don't know if it's because, like, I'm worried about balance in terms of... Uh, my right leg is definitely stronger. In terms so of I, falling. Yeah. yeah. If I'm going to fall, I want myself to be half into my pants instead of uh, completely <laughs> pantsless. <laughs> Just to remind people, like, I had pants when this happened. <laughs> if, somebody, if I hit my head on the way down and somebody finds me there, at least I, like, am a little covered. <laughs> oh, my God. He fell so hard his pants came off. <laughs> I mean, that's the other opportunity. <laughs> Um, all right. I like, I like where that went. So let's do another one from moose. What is your favorite non pet animal? So like non domesticated animal. I have a group of foxes that live in the neighbor's backyard, we think, or, and come and frequent my backyard quite a bit. So we have a gray foxes that I get to see, like they just had a litter of pups, um, this winter and they're definitely my favorite thing to see in the wild. Yeah, that is super cool, man. I um, we have a lot of red foxes, but gray foxes are more rare in our area. Like mm-hmm. they're definitely around, but you they're just more elusive. Um, so like being able to see gray foxes on the regular, that's pretty rad. I put out a little uh, automatic water fountain because it's so hot. Um, yeah, that our cat didn't like, and. I have a video of the three babies all drinking from it right outside oh. our sliding glass door. I like that. I like that a lot. That's pretty awesome. 
there's also plenty of bird feathers in our yard. Um, <laughs> uh, take a moment to respect all the fallen bird comrades that we have lost. No, actually, birds aren't real, so they're just keeping the drones out of the sky. Uh, I, we, you know, as as a ongoing gag for the show, I really appreciate that comment. <laughs> we um, are uh, we are a birds aren't real crew here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, to the point that no my worries. wife actually went out and bought me birds are not real stickers to put all over <laughs> because uh, like I just kept bringing up the joke over and over again. So I'm all about that. Um, Eden, how about you? What's your favorite non-domesticated animal? I would say an alpaca. Ooh. They're like short and soft. They're kind of cute. The group animals. So you always see them like at least in like a, a flock of like two or three. Yeah, that's cool. Do you wait? Do you see them in the wild? No. But like, I I live in the middle of nowhere, and some of my neighbors do have them around from time to time. Like they borrow them from friends, and they just do the landscaping. Like they they eat the grass. Oh, that's and that's nice. It. So I we like we do have like a really big group of like ten of them there. And even like the small young ones that are freshly born, we can we can just see them and pet them. It's amazing. Oh, that's cool. We 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 do similar things here, but with goats. Um, I, my friends did it. Uh, they had a pretty significant woods behind their house, and they they rented goats for like two weeks, I think, just so they'd eat down some of the some of the bushes and lower foliage, so the kids could actually play in the woods a little bit easier. But mm-hmm. we were out. When I was out trail running with my cousin a couple weeks ago, uh, the the reserve or the park that we went to also had goats out. So we're like a few miles into the woods and then we just come across like this electric fence. And these it was really weird because there are two cars parked out there, too. And we're like, how how did they get these cars out here? And one of them was like a front wheel drive, like Civic hatchback. And I'm like. (laughs) I'm like, this is not like an off-road vehicle. Like, what? how did you get your Civic back here? But it was cool because, like, we're running, and all of a sudden there's this fence, and then all of a sudden there's, like, 30 goats and baby goats, like, eating the buckthorn and the invasive, like, plants in the park. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a cool thing to see, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, a cool use. But if they were alpacas, they definitely would have been a way better, <laughs> way better thing than just goats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Emerald Nips, how about you? Uh, I'm a big cats guy, so tigers, pumas, that kind of stuff. Mm. Give me a mountain yeah. lion that isn't tracking me. You can track my friend, but it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't need to track me. I like Maybe how you left out cougars right there. <laughs> Let them chase Fluffy along the uh, path yeah. and the trails. They could leave me alone. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that, the big cats are why I carry bear spray when I'm in the woods. A hundred percent. They scare they scare the shit out of me. Um, so I'm going to answer this. I'm going to cheat and do two part answer. Um, I like dogs or canines more like a lot, like hands down. I'm a dog person all the way. Um, so I'm definitely partial to like wolves and coyotes and stuff like that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want them around my house. Um, more so wolves and coyotes, but I still will see a coyote or a baby coyote and be like, oh, puppy. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so, like, and then 15 of them emerge yeah, from the brush yeah. and you're like oh and the, no puppies <laughs> yeah they're gonna kill me uh but uh so i i do like that um but with we had a bunch of friends at uh came up to minnesota to hang out with me from discord last weekend mm-hmm. and um we were checking out the loons on the lake and loons are rad in minnesota um because they're giant waterfowls and they you know, they have that black and white coat when they're up north and the red eyes and they're like amazing swimming underwater. And like mm-hmm. when they take off, they run across the water. They don't just flap their wings and go, but they like start flapping and they run for like 100 yards across the surface of the water. And um, at night, they like get their calling going and you can be sitting at a campfire and hear them calling across like seven or eight lakes. So it's I, I, I definitely think that. I was reminded this past weekend of how cool of an animal they are. Mm-hmm. I like um, that. Um, good question, Moose. Let's see. All right, la- last uh, last destiny question. I think. Ooh. Um, this one's from Moose again. What do you think about most legendary trace rifles? Um. Or, and let me let me read this again. What do you think about making most legendary trace rifles and some exotic trace rifles primary ammo instead of special ammo? I'd hate it. Yeah, I think that's an awful idea. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, Moose. Sorry, Moose. <laughs> <laughs> but I already hate like fighting lion as a primary special mm, weapon. Good call. Yeah. Like how oppressive that can be with infinite ammo, because let let's not forget it's infinite, right? Yeah, yeah. So that that's be that would be my main concern here. It's just gonna be really oppressive because trace rifles aren't bad; they're actually really good. Yeah, yeah in the right angles, just, they yeah. just just need some help at times. But like, they're not bad, and I. Don't think you want infinite ammo on that thing. <laughs> you don't want to live in, live in that world where everybody has infinite lasers and at any time they want. Oh. Hey man, laser tag. That, that reminds me of like the the laser weekend in trials. Yes. Oh, yes. that was so bad. It, you it was know what? Fun, the, but like after like yeah. two games, you you kind of had it. Like yeah, it's cool. It's like fun for two games, but like please get me out of this. Well, it was it was like hardcore Call of Duty, right? At that point, it was like whoever saw mm-hmm. the other person first won the gunfight. <laughs> there was no there was no reaction time frame. It was if you see me and you click, you get the kill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So, do we think that that the trace rifles were neutered too much with their am- current ammo economy? Then, if we aren't giving them primary ammo. Would you be in favor of giving them a better special ammo economy? Or do you think that they're okay right now with the one to two kills per clip? I do think they need just a little bit more ammo. A right little now. bit like, more just for forgiveness, right? Like we're forerunners, that type thing. Yeah. Like you don't want to give them too much ammo and they get like three kills off a single brick. Yeah. Like... That's mm-hmm. that's way too much, obviously, but that, that needs to be some sort of forgiveness in that, for sure. 
Are, are they? I forget because it's been so long since I've used one. Are they still at basically one kill upon spawn, or can you do two kills pretty reliably before you run out of ammo from spawn with them? Technically, they're almost, I think, four kills on spawn. Oh, okay. Okay. But. No, little <laughs> optimal TTK, though. Like, yeah. Um, that that's is not optimal missing anything. TTK. That's not missing a bullet. Um, yeah. That, here, I'm pulling up a trace reference right now so I can look at their numbers. Time to kill um, on uh, Asia's dejection is 12 crits at 0.73 seconds um, on 10 resilience. So with the trace rifles, like they have worse TTK than SMGs, just flat out. Yeah. Uh, not every SMG, but most SMGs, at least that you're gonna see. And then along with that special ammo they get 50 in the mag theoretically 48 is four kills but i challenge you to perfectly hit 12 (laughs) bullets per kill not easy normally you get maybe two kills per uh 50 bullets and that requires a lot of trigger discipline like yeah with the amount of rpm it has that's gonna be really hard yeah and then you get 25 per brick so it's oh yeah that's that's rough it's not optimal especially when trace rifle is running the same range about as a auto rifle is like a 600 720 rpm auto so you're using a special ammo auto that has more aim assist slightly better stability handling reload that's it for special ammo in your special slot so i definitely think they need a boost in terms of their ammo capacity (laughs) um but you know we'll we'll see if that ever comes to fruition yeah but let's not make them infinite lasers i'm I'm with that i mean a change that i do would like to see is like every exotic trace automatically reloads after a kill Please just add that to the legendaries. Like that's such a minor change, but it would help a lot. Just so you That'd don't have cool. to reload and can go from target to target much easier. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Um okay. Anything else like destiny or video game related that you guys want to touch on um with this? Because I mean, man, this has been I gotta Add my obligatory, please buff Ruinous Effigy. It is the only trace that is bad. (laughs) It's got, what, 12? It's 12 zoom. Uh, The only trace that doesn't have vertical recoil. It has lowest aim assist, lowest range, lowest stability, tied for handling, lowest reload. It's awful. It's so bad. I got 2,000 kills on it in PvP, but it's still bad. (laughs) Is that the ball dunking one? Yep. That orb. Spicy God. orb generator. It's where my uh, profile yeah. icon is from. <laughs> the the um our our buddy uh, monkey um that was his go to in a lot of the private matches we'd play. Mm-hmm. Um, he's typically at the higher higher skill level, and when we're when we're playing private matches with the community, um, so he likes to do builds like that. You know that aren't aren't necessarily just going to melt people, but man. Having him run around and just dunk on you with a ball instead of shooting you with a gun is <laughs> entertaining to watch. 
I've killed one person with the block, which does 10 damage per second in PvP uh, ever in my like 2200 kills with it. Wow. Don't worry, I got it on clip. <laughs> <laughs> one out of 2200, you better. <laughs> That's awesome. I got one Destiny thing. What yeah. are you? What are your thoughts on the upcoming range changes? Because, like, I've been looking at spreadsheets, I've been sent spreadsheets, and, like, if we consider even if Vex remains as an auto rifle in tuning wise and it has 85 range, that would mean it hits 36 meters of range. I really need to get Vex as all this to sustain. <laughs> Like yeah. if, if they if if it's actually an auto rifle and they're not gonna touch it like this way, it's gonna be insane. But also like I, the range changes are gonna shake up a lot of things like cold yeah. uh cold denial finally becoming a good pulse. I don't know if anyone kept that around, but like it suffered so much from the low range. It's getting like six more meters mm-hmm. out of the box when the patch lands. Like stuff like that gonna change the sandbox i think i'll be sure sure. i i think i'm excited for a sandbox to change i don't know it'll be interesting to see how it impacts everything um the vex thing could be kind of crazy because it is strong still um vex is so strong though like yeah it's so weird that barely anyone is using it especially still with the catalyst the TTKs is so quick. It's so forgiving. You get like free lasers when you get like a couple of kills. Like it's insane. Mm-hmm. I, we we were recording on Thursday when our friends at GDC were running um, Vex checkpoints, and they got so many people Vex on Thursday night. <laughs> like just, I think they had the run down to like two or three minutes. Um, Per run, like just farming the shit out of Vex for people, and I, I was like, oh, I gotta go record. <laughs> I should make time to do this, uh, but PC PC building plans got in the way of any anything Destiny for me, so I did not. I'm, yeah, I'm not well versed time. in the pain of farming that. Like a friend of mine, Curry, shout out to you. Two hundred and fifty runs. That is that's a lot. I made a mistake of telling her like. I'm gonna stick with you until we both get it to drop. Mine, man, 20, 25. Five. <laughs> not bad. I mean, more than you run and run, but not, yeah. not terrible. So I had to stay there for at least like 225 more runs, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> Ooh, that's like the worst RNG I've ever seen. Like, if you're checkpoint that's... farming, like, you don't get like the 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 what is the drop rate increase? Oh, sure. Like yeah. doing the, the weekly weekly rates every single time. So you're basically at like 0.1% chance of it dropping. So it was it's like, brutal. I was like farming Mindbenders or Grasp back in the day on those strikes when you when there wasn't like a GM where you could get a guaranteed drop. Like, man, we did that Mindbenders chest, like running that thing forever or like yeah. 
do an omnigol like you did it forever i got mine perfect roll yeah, first you got, time through uh, yeah you got yours i would just spend i'd like log on and like ghost and nessie would be farming it and i'd jump in with them for an entire evening and like just walk away with nothing yep. <laughs> i like, mean all right on the flip side i got it the very first run after i had run uh the stupid Mars strike for the uh, rocket launcher you needed to get to get the Wayfinder title. Yeah. I ran that 57 times and didn't get it. And then the very first uh, run of the the Nightfall, the next Nightfall, I got the uh, the God Roll Mindbenders that I have never put down. And now that the power doesn't matter and a lot of things, it's just my go-to PvP gun again still. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah that, uh, that was a gigantic pain in the ass. Yeah, I put in 56 runs and 60 runs, respectively, for DFA and Silica Neroma for five out of fives that I wanted and never got either one. But then I carried <laughs> uh, one of my buddies through it once for DFA, and he got my five out of five first try, and I was like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Same, same with me, like, last week with Hong Jory, mm-hmm. like, chasing the rapid-fire box breeding scout friend of Minecraft, yeah. and f- rapid hit, and no distractions in the same column, and all the stats that you want on it, like the, the, the best max, the back, back, best barrel, the best masterwork, and box breeding on top of that. It's like the role that I've been farming for the whole week. One GM. She got it. <laughs> so much pain. Yeah, we had a good buddy that was farming DFA, and one of our friends was like, we hopped online and we're like, hey, we're, we're farming DFA for him, you want to hop in? He's like, oh yeah, sure, I'll hop in, and he got he got the god roll like his first try, and our buddy had been going at it all week. Yep. Oh, it's funny when that happens. We have, uh, one of our community members has the best RNG when it comes to PvP weapon rolls like it seems like whatever gun he's going for like he's just like i don't know man it's crazy it's crazy what drops for him but some people just you know that's just the way Have that the touch. it works yep uh we're just used to grinding like coming from d1 trying to get the god roll grasp of yeah. malak being able yeah. to grind at like for weeks yes just to get the perfect one all like, i'm saying is i think Secretly, Destiny purposefully doesn't give good roles to people that play a lot. So you know, you just yes. you, if you just don't play, you'll get good roles. I there is there's absolutely something about the way it's coded because if I step away for a week or two, or if I'm busy and don't play as much, I feel like the next time I come back, I'm rewarded with something very good. Whether it's like an insane role on an exotic or like really great stats on like a weapon. Like it mm-hmm. always seems like that first night back, something amazing drops. So I I'm with you, man. I've had that conspiracy theory for a very long time. Yep. Yep. I know they say that perks aren't weighted, but I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> oh, trust me. They are not. I've spent so much hours in garden of salvation for the perfect fusion and only to get like the the worst perks back to back to back and only getting like one fusion with the god roll yeah yeah for 
those of you that don't know, uh, Eden, that first week that they made Garden Farmable, um, Eden spent the whole the week, entire week, like literally the, the entire week in Garden first encounter. Oh, wow. It was like two to 300 runs. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't get a five. Mind five. you, there's, there's like three or four perks that can roll in every single. There's four. Slot. There's four yeah. perks for the column. And, and I, I only wanted like two, but like just never drops. It's always the shitty perks that you don't want that don't make any sense. Yeah. But at least it's a great chart farm. <laughs> <laughs> so you got that going for you, which is yeah. nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah, this guy doesn't need more. He's the fucking sorry. He's Jeff Bezos of uh shards. Hey, if there's an exploit, I'm not gonna shy away from that. I <laughs> yeah, will devour like all the exploits in the game. As many as I can. I think like that's really the best way to do it though, honestly. He has like deleted if... hundreds of characters I... <laughs> to exploit. I knew that up. Yeah. I'm currently at 123 characters deleted just to exploit very specific things in the game. <laughs> so basic, dude. I'm going that far just to get the god rolls or like the slightest benefit that I can find. Hey, man, I did Beyond Light on all three characters after two years. I'm not touching that again. <laughs> not doing it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, dude, that's Stasis Farm. Like, that I went. Yeah, I did it. I did it for I did it for my hunter and it took a long time for me to go back and do my Titan and my Warlock. Like I think I did my Warlock next. back in the day. Yeah, to it like was fully unlock stasis. It was awful. Yeah, it really was. And uh, the fact that like, right it, now, like it's not that bad anything. anymore, though, like it's not that mm-hmm. bad. You have the exotics like you have Scepter that can slow and freeze. So for that part yeah. of the of the fragments, you can use that same as like the what's the the heavy cold again. Let's choose oh, the, the, the crystals. Solve, uh, script. That's the one. Like if you want to get like the crystal kills, you can use that. It's not that bad anymore. Like yeah. I, I do it in seven hours now. Oh, <laughs> ha. <laughs> Instead only of like, seven hours. Only they? seven hours. Yes. She's speed running it. <laughs> I got yelled at when I was running a second character for stopping and listening to any of the uh, the storyline points or, or shooting enemies when I was running with uh, our friend Lana. She's like, what are you doing? Just run. <laughs> we need to get to the end of the storyline mission to unlock the stuff. If you shoot stuff, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> she, dude, she had, she just got the most recent title and like looking at her, she hit Lana for, for you two since you don't know her. She is... Uh, she's quite an amazing community member and she um, she is a wonderful human and she can be absolutely the most spiciest fire team member too and really tell you how it is. Um, but man, she is a check every box type of player. So she has every single title that's out there. <laughs> like she goes for every single achievement like and and. It is all business. So if you're running something with her, there's no messing around. It is. <laughs> let's let's get the achievement done. Like there is no window shopping here. <laughs> yeah, she's. I can respect that. that. I'm yeah. not about that at all. Like I, I just want know, I want my loot and I want to get out and do my thing again. That's yeah. what I want. 
Uh, Rob and I are very different in that aspect too. He he loves chasing achievements and checking boxes, and I am like, am I having fun? Nope. Okay, back to Crucible. Yep. I, the <laughs> only titles I have are the PvP ones that I got accidentally. Yeah. I the only well I have other titles, but the only PvP titles I have are because my friends help me obtain said PvP titles. <laughs> uh, all right, I think uh, I think this has been uh, in, insanely fun podcast. Um, I'm going to go build a computer, so I think that we should add some songs to the playlist uh wrap up the show and uh call it an evening what do you boys think i think that sounds like a great idea i got plenty of errands to go run that i don't want to do (laughs) well i see the cactuses are dying due to the heat in the desert there so i can understand how you're not a fan of it (laughs) um cool cool uh so our buddy ben adds something to the playlist every time we do a show he's been doing so for what like the last three four years rob Maybe Did he even start? Longer than that. Yeah, I don't even know. It's been forever. But either way, uh, somehow he's grandfathered himself into being part of every show. And we we are all about it because his picks are always good. Uh, what does he have for us this week? He's got Lust by Flake. And apparently he was very excited for this one. Uh, he had seen a uh, clip of it on Instagram and then it finally came out. So I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah, I am as well. It should be. Should be good. He is. He never really leads us um, awry with it. Astray. Astray. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. English is not my first language. Um, <laughs> says it while yeah, that's, that's my excuse here. Okay. <laughs> can just steal that away from me. This, this comment is only actually true for one of us. Uh, <laughs> Rob, what do you got for me, bud? Um. I let's do uh in excess never tear us apart we'll go back to the 80s a little bit of a sax solo all that fun stuff i am a fan of the saxophone so i'm excited for a song that i probably absolutely you, know you will absolutely know it when you hear it um let's see eden you had sent me yours where was that that was in chat what do you got for me today um it's dj mad dog with energy 1969 not 1969 1996 and that's hardcore it's like going back to my dutch roots this is like what defined me as a teen basically awesome the hardest kicks the hardest bass (laughs) is is this like is this like drum and bass, like like nineties, two thousands, like hardcore no, drum like, and bass, like actual hardcore style, hard techno EDM. But it's like got some Euro BD sharing. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, my Russian friends used to play this in the back of their uh, Yugo. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! I'm excited. I am excited to listen. Uh, meme, what do you got for me? Uh, I got. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I'm going through my Spotify liked playlist right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, I'll tell you what, man. I'll give you a minute. I'll, I'll pick mine real quick then. Okay. Um, I'm also I'm also going with the like electronic vibe here. Uh, this came on while I was doing my uh, failed PC build this weekend. Uh, it was what I meant to say um, by Anon Vaughn, and this is the Polish Ambassador remix. Wow. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's cool because it's got like it's got like some really awesome Spanish guitar salsa vibes to to it while having. I don't know if you guys know Polish Ambassador, but um, Polish Ambassador just really has like really, really catchy electronic music. So, um, yeah, this came on and I was I think it was actually already on a playlist that I that I have. And I was like, oh, this needs to go on the on the Potato Thumbs playlist. So that's what I'm adding this week. Cool. All right. I got one. I uh, I'm going to one sec. Okay, what do you got for me? I got Time and Time Again by Chronic Future, which is like a early 2000s alt-rock song, but it was on Burnout 3 Takedown, which I feel like those early Burnout games were very uh, formative in my music taste throughout life. Awesome, I like it. Uh, if it was on Burnout 3, then I definitely have... And I definitely know this song because <laughs> <laughs> I definitely I definitely played the crap out of the burnout games back in the day. Yep. Um that puts our day four playlist at 14 hours and 23 minutes, 288 songs. Oh. We are approaching the well, I don't know, we're closer to the end of the day than the beginning of the day. <laughs> yeah, less than 10 hours away from starting day five. Which is insane to me. So much music. Uh, it, it was great, though, when we were up at the uh, at your cabin, just being able to throw on any of those and be able to listen to music the whole time and not hear anything. Uh, no, no duplicates all weekend. <laughs> it was, yeah, and it was nice, too, because I like I've been listening to the day four playlist more recently, and I forgot like how good some of the songs are on day two um, and day one. So like playing those again, I was like, God, these, these playlists like our guests and community have just really like helped us create some awesome, awesome tracks. Um, it also helps. <laughs> like, I forgot who I was talking to. Uh, I think I was talking to Val maybe after we dropped off Josh at the airport. Um, but I was like, yeah, there's a couple like really hardcore death metal screamo songs that got put on the playlist that I might've blocked or like, wrestling songs <laughs> that put on I'm like I just don't need to listen to Macho Man Randy Savage try and rap today <laughs> but other than that that is a classic album and it's hurtful that you would say such bad things about the dead it's not it's not classic <laughs> you're gonna enjoy my pick then listen to it uh, once and then mute it for the rest of the time whoa where did Eden's song go crazy <laughs> but it'll still be on there it'll just be muted on Derek's personal playing no, yeah yeah no I would never I would never block something on the actual playlist unless it was like blatantly like racist or something like that otherwise like no we we accept everyone's picks um no, I listen to it. I'm just not going to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I because I we set up the playlist on the podcast Spotify account and then I have my own personal Spotify account that I can like choose not to listen to things. But I think my thing is like I really do like all types of music. I just I worked at a club for eight years. And so we had local rock night on Fridays for a few years. And so I got my fill of like eight hours of really, really bad, horrible death metal, like every Friday for a few years. And and, and it's one thing 
like to just hear a song and be okay with it. But it's another thing to like go to work and bust ass all night long. And it's just yeah. constant double bass drum like in your ears, which is not bad. I love bass. But when it's like really bad screaming and poor like sentence structure and just not good art in general, like just like. Oh. So I think I think I've just been so burnt on it that I just have less patience for that. Um but I would still take it over country. So um, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather listen to like anything like that over country. And I will say like, it's been good because there's been people like FUD and Josh that have come on that have put more hardcore songs on that are really good. And that I'm way more open to those than, than some of the other stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. looking forward to listening. So, me as well. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Uh well dudes, this was this was absolutely amazing. I um I didn't even look at any of the show notes that, that I put in the in the outline and that's exactly what I love doing. Uh we had we had some pretty rad conversations and I think in the fall when uh my schedule dies down and we can do another weekend podcast, we're going to have to do this again with a new season and new meta and see where we're at. Sounds yeah. good. Very much awesome. appreciated. So if uh, if people want to find you guys or uh, see what you're doing, see what you've been up to, check out your spicy clips, like what what's the best way for them to to find you? Uh, I'll start with you, Meme. Uh, probably Lego's Discord. Um, that or I have a, a clan Discord as well, but I don't know if that's open right now. So I'd say mm. Lego's Discord definitely is the way to go. Yep. I don't have any social media or anything, so that's a smart, smart move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Eden, how about you? Um, the only gaming-related social identity that I have is Eden FPS, and that's on uh, Metal TV, where I sometimes post the clips of really dumb stuff that I do to people. <laughs> and otherwise, yeah, Legos Discord. That's that's where you want to be. Yeah, I would definitely say um, if anyone listening is not in that Discord yet, like the community is super rad. It's very welcoming. There's like little drama. Um, We don't there's not really any attitudes either. I feel like, you know, because you are there are definitely some people in that Discord like you guys that are like higher skill level, but you don't have that um, toxicity that comes with the higher skill level player as much like i feel like everyone's pretty open to answering questions even if they are the same question that was asked last week um so yeah i would say i'd say if you have questions you like fusion rifles you like nerding out on builds or stats or pvp stuff like it's a good good place to come and hang out yeah i agree definitely not just biased because i'm a mod there (laughs) (laughs) right right oh man um oh cool well uh oh i'm gonna have to check out this clip that you just put in um rob anything else before we part ways don't break your motherboard (laughs) yeah i know fuck wish me luck man i'm I'm hoping to have it all all in and booted up and playing video games tonight so i've i know right i've put it together and taken it apart like physically like four or five times this weekend i've drawn out the wiring diagram by hand to troubleshoot and I even got to the point where we were running it outside of the case on a piece of cardboard 
with like a single stick of RAM, a single fan, a pump, and a chip, like jumping it to start it. And it still was like messing up. So I feel confident in at least this build that I know the ins and outs of it should be pretty painless. Uh, sounds, yep, sure. Sounds painless. <laughs> not sure if I'd use those words to describe it, but it absolutely makes me happy that I paid the laziness tax for mine. I, I know, dude. <laughs> I was at that point Friday night. I learned a lot. I learned a lot on Saturday. I had a much better mindset, but Friday night when I walked away from it at like midnight, I was like, "Why didn't I just pay the extra money and just have this someone ship this to me?" <laughs> uh, but I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't. I learned mm-hmm. some shit. I, I, I'm taking it as a positive, right? It doesn't do me any good to look at it as a negative. So I've, uh, it's an education. Um, and I'll totally remember all of this next time I build a PC. <laughs> yeah. oh. All right. Well, y'all have a great one. Uh, I'm headed up to the North Woods in a couple of days, and you won't see me for a week. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You have enjoy, fun. man. Fun. Yeah. Um, well, everyone, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back um, in about a week and a half because we don't record on Thursday. This is an early show for us. So thanks for the support. <laughs>